begin after six taps. One, two, three, four, five, six. What's the name of our podcast? The name of our podcast is Mostly Musicals. Yes, it's. I'm Cassie. <laughs> you have to think about that like I did. Is that <laughs> correct? Well, I think we're going to say, welcome to Mostly Musicals. We're talking about musicals. Mostly. mostly. Right. And I couldn't remember what we did. <laughs> and so it really sucked. You're like, and really I'm suck. Cassie. <laughs> like, I feel like I'm supposed to say something, but I think <laughs> it's sometimes and not my own name. <laughs> At some point, we'll get this down. Yeah, someday it'll be smooth as silk. Well, maybe. And this is Caitlin. Yes, I am. I am Caitlin. I just realized earlier, like five seconds ago, I said, and I'm Cassie. And I was like, oh, that's going to be confusing. (laughs) For clarification's sake, I am Caitlin. I am Cassie. Not that you'll be able to tell our voices apart anyway. Yeah. Cassie, what are you drinking today? Oh, today I'm drinking, I think, I believe we are drinking the same thing at this moment. Uh, I'm drinking, sure? hey, 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 uh, Lagunitas Something Easy Ale. It's delicious. It makes me feel like it's summertime. It partly does. Partly because it is summertime. Well, and the beer that I opened prematurely is a Drake's Kickback oh. India Pale Ale. It's also nice. Yeah. This one is a little bit lower percent, so. I enjoy a Lagunitas. I enjoy pretty much all of what they do. I have a hard time finding a Lagunitas beer I don't enjoy. And they're fucking everywhere now. You can they go, are everywhere. I was in the Outer well, Banks of North Carolina. Their distribution is by Heineken now. Oh, it is? I thought yeah. they were bought by Constellation. No, I don't think so. I think they gave... I think they sold half the company to do distribution with Heineken. I see. And that's how they're getting, like, international and stuff. That is super fascinating, and I'm glad that I know that. Anywho. Anyway, the, so. The, music, the musical. <laughs> musical. Yes, the musical that we chose to talk about today is Beauty and the Beast. And we're specifically going to be talking about, or focusing on the newest version, the 2017 version. Is that still a Disney version? I believe it is still yeah. a Disney version. It's like a live action. Um, yes. Uh, but we'll be talking about, I've seen the Broadway musical, but it was several years ago, so I re-listened to the soundtrack, but my actual memory of the show is not great. Um, and then we'll also be talking about the animated version and incorporating in some other, uh, they do, do a little history, do a little history, talk about some of the more alternative interpretations of Beauty and the Beast. I watched three quarters of the movie Beastly and it was a fucking trip. I was disappointed to find out on Wikipedia that they don't include Beautician and the Beast as a version of we Beauty and the Beast. It. Wikipedia I intend to. Wikipedia is not set. I was down. trying to describe the plot of Beautician <laughs> and the Beast last night, and I was just like, oh, it's actually just the nanny. Yeah, yeah pretty much, but... With like a, with a castle in a castle, the middle, it's like and like a like an Eastern European yeah. accented hairy man. Exactly, yeah. Timothy Dalton. Yes, yes. I forgot that was Timothy Dalton. I think maybe that's the start because I have a soft spot for Timothy oh, Dalton. Oh, really? It's controversial uh, because I don't hate him as James Bond, which most people do. I don't think I've ever seen any of his James Bond movies. He's only in one, and it there's a reason he's only in one. Uh oh, but. I still enjoy it. 
hey, you like what you like. Yeah. And something about Timothy Dalton. I don't know. Uh, anyway, so, what, uh, oh shoot, what do we even talk about? Well, so, basically, if oh. you don't know the story of Beauty and the Beast, I, I mean... Do you want to do the summary? Sure. A young woman has a dad who's kind of weird, and he accidentally gets kidnapped by the Beast. We're doing high level, top level. High level. Because we're going to get into it. Gets kidnapped by the Beast, which was uh, really shitty for him, and was going to possibly be made a prisoner forever. His daughter Belle finds him, she trades herself for him, he gets released. She chills with this beast guy in the castle for an unspecified amount of time. Uh, this creepy dude, Gaston, who's, like, all up in Belle's shit, wants to marry her, and, like, ugh. He's real gross. Yeah, he's, like, this is not a hot take at all, but he's the real beast in the story. Anyway, Gaston finds out that, uh, oh, sorry, Gaston is gonna put her dad in the loony bin, uh, because... Her dad came back and was like, yo, there's this beast. Ranting my, about my daughter, beast. Yeah, my daughter has been imprisoned by him. And so Gaston's like, Maurice, you're crazy. I'm going to lock you away in an asylum and then marry your daughter. And uh, then Gaston and the villagers storm the castle. Meanwhile, after all this is going on, the Beast and Belle have fallen in love. Mm-hmm. And I kind of forgot to mention the curse. But again, if you know all the plot of this, I don't know what you're doing listening to this and podcast. And we'll get in, because I yeah. have thoughts on the curse. I, I got thoughts, so. Yes. And, uh, yeah, so they storm the castle. Gaston is defeated. The Beast turns back into Prince Adam, and everyone lives happily ever after. Hooray! Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so... Uh, da, 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 da. We, yeah. Do you want to start with a little bit of the history of? I think that would be good because I think that that because because you told me about some of that stuff mm-hmm. before rewatching this, it informed a lot of the things that yeah. I have to say about it. Okay. Um. So especially just the thing about how it was used as right. kind of a prepping. Well, and so this the this overall kind of like archetype of Beauty and the Beast is very old. It started mainly as folk tales, um, and it was mainly like, you know, some, a woman marries some type of animal or has to put up with some type of animal husband, and the folk tales were a little more raunchy, body used for entertainment. It didn't, you know, it was, it, it, it just changed, you know, the folk tales were, were kind of one, kind of served one purpose. And then the version that Disney, I think, is based on... Uh, more likely than not, is that de Beaumont, Madame de Beaumont, was a French aristocrat, wrote a version of Beauty and the Beast. Which, I thought that that was interesting, that, because the, what year was that, ver- either way, both of the main versions are written by women, which I don't feel like you see very much in a lot of written folktale, like the, the... Well, well most folktales aren't written, you know, they're orally... Well, no, I know, but like, uh, whoever is, um given credit for yeah. first writing down the folktales, I feel like it's not typically women. It, it depends on the type of folktale, for sure, but I think you're right. I don't think we study we study the ones written by women, and even sure. though there are ones that were written by women, they probably were attributed to men. Right. But the version that... Uh, oh, I can't, I'm not, I can't even say her whole name. 
Jean-Marie Le Prince de Beaumont. That sounds good. Sure. Um, it was written, I think, in the around the 1750s, or at least published in the 1750s. And it was written and used more as an instructional tale. Uh, th- at this time, there was a lot of like young women being married off to old nasty men. And so this fairy tale, or this uh, story, was kind of used as prescriptive and instructional for women who are like, hey, you're going to marry this nasty old man. Like, here are ways to make it less terrible. Well, and it was prescriptive for the women to be like, here's how you should act. Here's how you should properly act to make this marriage, like, work to your benefit, basically. And it, it was, it was tough. It was tough. Mm -hmm. Because you're reading it and there's no bell. Well, her, her, she's, she's beauty in this story. She's not, like, some feminist icon that you are, I think, used to maybe associating with the newer... Belle, or even the Disney animated Belle, you know, she's very, like, docile, servile, and Beaumont's version, she has sisters, and you get this direct comparison of Belle being the ideal woman, and you get the the villagers kind of as that Greek chorus of, like, we, this is what femininity and women should be like, is Belle, who's humble, yeah, demure, humble, is all about familial duty, isn't concerned with court life, doesn't care about money, and you get this direct comparison with her sisters who are very much about wanting to marry dukes and right. going to court. And what's frustrating is the way it's presented in this story, the sisters, the evil sisters, what they're doing isn't really evil. They want some independence. Right. They want some... They just want nice lives of their own. Right, right. And, you know, of course they're written to be shallow and conniving right. and all that, but when you are actually reading the story in Beaumont's old, own words... It's frustrating because you're like, well, this doesn't seem, like, what they want doesn't seem that crazy. Especially when they know that their only options are arranged marriages. (laughs) The only way for them to leave their father's house, to move up in society at all. Right. And let's face it, the higher up you were in society, it, it wasn't, it was easier in some ways. It's not like women had it super great at this time, any way you shook it, but it was easier to have money than not have money. Right. And so you get this tr- you get this transformation from a fun body folk tale meant to entertain to something that's more prescriptive and it, I wouldn't say used as a training manual but like that was the kind Just of intent building behind it, it building an expectation yes and like this is like this is a way to deal with it this right. is yeah and so you get that's that's the Beaumont's version and there's a ton there's a ton of other of other tales like this. Right. From all cultures. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. yeah. You've got the pig, the pig king. Yeah. I think even the, uh, even the frog and the princess sort of oh, yeah. the frog. Uh-huh. Or sorry, I guess it's called the frog king. That's the Brothers Grimm version. I mean, there's a ton of different stories about this, about women taking on a, uh, I wrote down some of the names. Husband. The girl who married a snake from India, the muskrat husband from Alaska, a boar hog for a husband from the... the the (laughs) I don't know. Uh, This one I just liked the name of. I have no idea what it's about. The turtle and the chickpea from Greece. All right. Uh, The man who married a bear. So that's a little little reversal. Yeah, a little flip-flop. And the girl and the hyena man from Ghana. That one does not sound nice. Uh... No. <laughs> um, so should we uh, get into the actual movie? I think so. 
Um, the first thing I had kind of just sort of going chronologically, I had kind of forgotten about how they set up the whole party thing in this version. Oh, yes. Um, which I, I don't know if it was, this version felt much longer to me this time. It was, and it's a lot less about Belle. Oh, yeah. Then They set I up his story so much. It's a story about the bees. For and sure. And Belle is, is a piece of that story. Definitely. I did, uh, who is the, I meant to look it up, but who is the woman who is, ends up being the wardrobe? Yes, she's amazing. She's a Broadway star, Audra McDonald. What else has she been? She, was so she, she in The was, Phantom? Um, I don't remember. She was... Uh, Mother Superior or the Mother Abbess in the Sound of Music live version with Carrie Underwood. Oh, she was the I've only good thing her. about that trash pile. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah, don't. Uh, she's been she's been on Broadway. I, I know I've she's seen been her in a ton yeah. of stuff. She's amazing. She's really great. Yeah, her voice and is amazing. I have to say, the Tooch is loose. I fucking love Stanley Tucci. <laughs> I, like, yes, I totally forgot. I totally forgot he was in this. Honestly, because I was watching this and doing some yeah. other things at the same time, I forgot until the very end he was in this what? when he showed back up. And I was like, what? Like, what Dooch, what, what are you doing here? here? <laughs> and I didn't even really notice his voice. Uh, yeah, so the party in the beginning, I I just didn't understand what... I mean, I get that we're, like, getting his backstory. I just didn't understand it. That's, I mean, that, but that's why, right? You need to know what the, because even in the animated version, you get that sequence, and I think, like, that's the stained true. glass yes. looking thing. Yes, So, it's fairly traditional, but it just, it just sets it up, so this movie, this story, is about the beast. Right. He's, like, more of a central character, I think, than I realized the first time I watched Definitely. this. Um... I also... That makeup is intense. Too. It like is peacock makeup. very intense. And it's like, whoa. It is. That whole, everybody's makeup in that whole yeah. opening scene is aggressive. And, like, just the way it's, like, cakey, so it kind of, yeah. like, fills into every line of yeah. their faces, and you just feel kind of dirty looking at them with that makeup. Um, and his, Dan Stevens' wig is a lot. Yes, it is. But when he... I think one of my favorite parts of the movie is when he denies the old woman again and he gives her this look that's like sad. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's For like, sure. like, poor you. And he just like throws yeah, the rose on the ground. He's like, mm. I'm like, that is a Mary Crawley look if I've ever seen it. Uh huh. He definitely he's picked like, up some tips. <laughs> that cracked me up because I was just like, oh my god, you're going to get cursed forever. Uh, I My question in this beginning scene yeah. and I had a couple of issues with it as well but what why does the enchantress enchantress god damn need to become beautiful after she gives him the rose right so I think that's a little frustrating there is I think some precedent to this there are a lot of fairy tales especially like older like I'm thinking like fucking Chaucer Arthurian legend type fairy mm -hmm. tales where a knight is, it's exactly the situation where a, a crone stops a, a knight for help, and he either denies her or helps her, and then she transforms into a beautiful enchantress. Right, that's his reward. Yes, well, it's either his punishment or his, or reward. his reward. And so I do think this is, if we're being generous, this is falling back on that, uh -huh. that this is a trope in right. mythology, in fairy tales. 
However, since this is a fucking fairy tale, you can change it. She didn't need right. to become beautiful. Right. She she could right. have become like super big and scary or something. Sure. But I think also or just stayed a crone. A crone. Which I think is is that what she does in the animated version? She stayed a crone. No, I think she becomes, she beautiful. becomes beautiful. I I believe she becomes beautiful. So, yeah, she definitely does become beautiful. So I mean, like, do what you want, I guess, but it's just not necessary. Right. And it doesn't. It doesn't serve any like there's no unless it's a callback to like right. these old unless legends a, yeah just to do serve. that although i guess because I, I don't know if i would say it was a theme but like this movie is predicated on love right it may be like oh she must become beautiful and golden because she's actually not a terrible person she's helping him when, find out how to love that's what i would say but that doesn't mean i like it i would say that this movie is not necessary it's about beautiful things being able to love. You were only sure. able to love if you were beautiful. True. And that was one of the things that I came away it with having needed. the biggest problem with is, I mean, yeah. her name is Belle, uh, and the curse is to become ugly. Like, yeah. that's what the real curse is, is right. you're just so ugly that people can't stand you. Well, and they didn't make the beast that ugly, I have to say. They sure. made him, like, fairly... There are too many human characteristics. His torso and arms are too yes. human. His, his legs jacked. look good. Yeah. yeah his, he's face, his face buff. is also, like, well, his, more human than it should be. I had Yes, I had problems with the CGI on this viewing. Yeah. It looked really... It looked... CGI. It looked like it was CGI, and yeah. his face didn't have... It was too human. It was too yeah. flat. Like, it didn't yes. have any sort of, like, snout or anything. Right. Like, he was barely a beast. It was, like, so what we're saying is Belle's gonna fall in love with a semi-hairy guy right. with, like, goat legs. And then, right. I mean, possibly fuck him? That's where this is going. Great question. I have a hard Great time with this question. now. Because you're watching, when they're singing that song, and I feel super skeeved out. Because I'm like, she wants to fuck him. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She is into it. She, like, wraps her arms yeah, around his neck. Dancing. Yes. And so my issue is, like, he made him way too human. Yes. Like, this For is sure. weird. It is uncomfortable to watch. It's like some uncanny valley shit. So, uh, yes, definitely. Um, one of the things when I was looking on Wikipedia is that one of the original movies, they just based the beast on someone with, um, trichinosis? Trichinosis? I thought that's where you pulled your hair out. Oh, yes, but tri- it's something, it's where people have hair... Everywhere? Everywhere. And that's how they based that's the beast shitty. in the original. Uh, it's from, yeah, they based it off of a guy, but it was based on a real person. It was yeah. based on a guy who had somehow found favor in some, oh, I'm gonna fuck this up, some European court... Okay, no research. No research. <laughs> or research that I'm just gonna remember and re- re- uh, regurgitate poorly. Uh, he, it was a real guy who had ended up becoming prominent in this European court and ended up marrying this really beautiful woman and they had a nice life together. Sure. Supposedly. Who knows what it's really about. But that's how the original... (laughs) Fun! Did you come back? This is creeping out. That's (laughs) weird, dude. Just looking at your little beady eyes. peering out from under the bed. That's a normal thing to do. The original 1948 movie was based on their 
kind of love. Yeah, their story. And that that's kind of what this reminded me of is it's yeah he's a little too human to be an actual beast right but like not human not enough to be a dude a dude a hairy dude right so but i think that that is makes bell's job easier because she's like yeah i could probably love this totally jacked dude yeah that somehow has perfectly tailored clothing right Excuse i was thinking about that too me. except that i rationalized it by thinking like that wardrobe has just been i guess dying for a project <laughs> I, I guess she's got a lot of free time on her hands she has a ton of free time but on her hands upon rewatching i was like I, he has and he, it's not he has pajamas just, right he has perfectly tailored pajamas and he has a full-on dancing suit like, right hey i might need to go to a ball as a beast right. i better get my formal wear in order right Oh, I can't be seen by humankind? Yeah. I better have a nice dinner jacket yes. ready. And a thousand cravats. Yeah. So I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. What the fuck is going on? Here? I I had some issues with that as well. And uh, it was... So I should say a positive thing I liked about this beast. I enjoyed the change they made to make him well-educated. And Definitely. Like, I would, dare I say, urbane. Yeah. It, it that, makes a lot more sense. And it makes a lot more sense that Belle could have something in common with him. Yes. To fall in love with him, which is, like, so fucking weird. But, you know, they're smart. Like, he's smart, she's smart. Kindred spirits. Right. We there get, was a little bit more believability. Right, because she didn't because, have to teach him how to fucking read. Right. I'm sorry, but that's not going to work. Um, oh, I also, I enjoyed that there were at least a few people of color intermixed yes in the town yes the um, priest slash librarian not enough not enough but like but more a, people of color a smattering than, yeah and it's like you know you could just add more i you could just sure. you, you're almost there yeah. you decided you've recognized this is a I problem mean, god forbid add, you make one of your main characters black but right <laughs> fucking uh, uh, it's like you don't get and it's like yes it's good that they're there but like you don't get brownie points for having for people of color in your fucking movie, sure. you can have. I mean, I, I had more, a little more than that, but it's like just add more. Well, add, add more. Nobody in the main right. circle, even the inanimate objects who aren't actually people um, for most of the time. Uh, oh, except for it. You're right. You're right. And Madame uh, Garderobe, Audra McDonald is a black woman. Oh, I also enjoyed talking about a little diversity. I also enjoyed the interpretation of. Gaston's friend. LeFou. LeFou. I enjoyed the interpretation of him being a gay man. Yeah. I enjoyed that. I think it makes it a much funnier character and a much more understandable well, character. Well, they made LeFou smarter. Oh, yeah. And they made him, I would say, less of a sycophant. Like, he's still For very sure. much a yes man, but I yes. believe that, like... He has a little maybe, agency. Yeah, like, maybe he's in love with Gaston mm -hmm. or has feelings for him, and that's why he's, like... Going along with right. all and of the, these but then ridiculous things. He, he switches plans. allegiances right. at the very end, and so it's it kind of like. It takes him too long. It does. Tying up her dad against but, a tree. Okay, he does go, hey, could we find a less yeah. small could alternative to this? this? Like, this seems bad. Sure. Speaking of Gaston, this Let's fucking speak guy. Of Gaston. This fucking guy. Whoever the really actor enjoys Luke Evans. Luke Evans, right. Really enjoys banging widows. Oh yeah. What the fuck is up with that? And that whole scene where he's like, just go back to the war. Right. Think of the widows. The widows. It's like it's like the widows. Yeah. It's like, that oh, was God. that scene was just like I didn't know how to feel about that scene. I was, I was just like, like, this is what? weird. There were several times where I think? just wrote, What? I have a theory. Alright. 
first of all, does Gaston own that drinking hall? Because there's definitely oh, like a mural. Oh, that would make a lot of sense. There's definitely like a mural of him, and apparently he's a captain. Which well, and this I town isn't very big, so it would be no. like the only place in town. The only positive thing about Gaston is his horse. His horse is beautiful. Yeah. Just a gorgeous, gorgeous animal. Well, and this actor, Seriously. Luke Evans. Yes, Luke Evans. Plays him perfectly. So great. I mean, that is he how is I so gross. <laughs> He's so fucking dumb. Yeah. And my theory is maybe he has syphilis and it's affected his brain. Ooh, I like that. Because I like he that. clearly has fucked his way across the continent. Oh, yeah. And I mean, the syphilis percentages at this time would have would been have like been high. And 30% there, of and, the lowest. Unless you go to a doctor to get medication. Which didn't exist then. No, they, I thought they had something to treat they it. They had... Like they had crazy. Mercury? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You were just poisoning yourself right. with other things. So my assumption is because he, like I said, he's just fucked his way across the continent. Maybe he has syphilis. Maybe that's what's making him such a fucking asshole. That would explain a lot. That would explain a lot. Just looking at the time, because I'm assuming is he fighting a Napoleonic War? Is that the war? That Guess I'm so. About? I was a little confused about what time period we were in because yeah. they keep talking about the plague. So are we in, like, medieval times? But Shakespeare exists because she talks right. about Romeo and Juliet. Right. I didn't even, I didn't think about that. I have no idea. Because so, those masks are old. Right. That is not. Um, who knows how long that was used, though. I mean, that could have been used. Those and, and, old Venetian and masks even, are. And even though the plague, there was the one, like, big plague, there were pockets of plague. Definitely. Throughout, throughout Definitely. Europe. So this could be this could potentially be it's either like the big one or it could be like um you know, like a pocket o plague. As a it pocket o plague. As it were. It's like a poly pocket, but the a plague. Worst pocket. Kind. There's a little pocket o plague. Oh, and so dear. that's so I was trying to figure out because like based on their costumes and stuff, I was like, Fuck, I've seen a painting of the pulling wearing this shit, haven't I? I mean, so, yeah, I guess I with the uni- the men's uniforms. Yeah. But then what they would have been but well, and but the women's costumes at the party are yeah, like Louis older. the Louis the Fourteenth. Yes. Like I don't know what what era so we're supposed I mean, to be I'm in. I'm assuming there are just w- consistently wars in the European continent, which I think is probably. Oh yeah, true. definitely. He so could be in a multitude matter. of wars. So I guess it doesn't matter. He's just fucking. So, so, okay, so and the portrayal of LeFou, like, is it? Like I liked it, but I was also like, is this? Stereotypical? Oh. Or is it, you know, was it playing on stereotypes? Was it? I think it was maybe supposed to. It was to... still, I still thought it was funny and it was still nice to see. Uh, I didn't, I mean, some, maybe some I just wasn't paying but... close enough attention. I didn't feel like it was super stereotype. Like, I didn't feel like he was overly effeminate in any way. Uh, I just, I thought he was one of the smartest characters. Yeah, he had, um, they, I liked that change a lot, that they didn't make him a simpleton, they made yeah. him, like, he, he had, knows exactly yeah. what's going on, he's trying to control Gaston most of the time, yeah. and is just, with very yes, success. yeah, he doesn't always get it quite right, but it feels like he's just trying to manipulate Gaston yeah. into doing what he wants him to do. Um, I didn't get stereotypical gay character, but maybe I'm wrong. Well, since neither of us are gay, <laughs> I don't think we can say a whole lot more about it with any type of accuracy. Fair or, enough. Or, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is. Uh, another issue I have. Tell me, tell me. 
So Luke Evans is like 41. Emma Watson is 28. Oh, I also Dan looked up Ste- ages. Yeah, Dan Stevens <laughs> was born in 1982. I didn't do the math on his. He's 36 right, 35 right now. So I have, this is an issue I have. Either get Always. younger men or, or older, older women. women. Why yes. do you have this beautiful young woman? Especially Luke Evans, I didn't realize he was. Yeah, and, and it's obvious. I mean, well, and that's I wrote down. Gaston's supposed to be like fucking fifty years right. older than her, which, which maybe I mean he is. He and could it have been. would make sense. It would, but it just bugs me that you get right. these castings where it's like, and I'm not talking about Luke Evans because I think he actually is adorable when he's not playing Gaston. You get these like old fucks in their 50s who, like, have 20, you know, wives in their 20s, and they present it like it's a normal thing. And I I just don't think, you know, there are exceptions to every rule, but having that big of an age difference, a lot of times that means you have a difference, there's a difference in power, like, economically, just independence. I mean, that's why it happens, is because of those differences. And so it annoys me. That it's like, can we just get some age-appropriate right. shit going on here? Belle could Didn't be any older. of these fools meet in college and just stay together right. at the same age? Come on. Well, and it's like, Belle could be older. Right. And maybe that, actually, Gaston's threat of spinsterhood would have made more sense if she was right. older. She's still young as fuck, Gaston. Right. You could go die in another war fucking a widow, and she could right. get another husband. Like, she's still of marriageable, young woman, marriageable age. She's not worried about being a spinster. Right, especially in this tiny town. There's, like, right. six ladies of right. who aren't already married to any of the other gross guys or people right. who aren't turned into inanimate objects in this castle. Half the male population yeah. is stuck in that castle. It's just, like, dinnerware. Yeah! So, so it's just frustrating to see that. Because yeah. it's, like, get... I, when, I'm sick, and because you you don't see it often the other way either. Right. Oh, never. And so I'm just, Hardly I'm just ever. sick of it. It's like you know what? No. I wrote that down as well because I actually I was surprised on the good end when I found out that Dan Stevens was only thirty five. Yeah, only thirty five. Right. That, that is still right. Like I would say, significantly older than seven years older than her. It's not as bad as Gerard Butler and Emmy Rossum, no. which we will talk about. We will get to that because that is. Problematic. It's borderline criminal. Yes. It's Uh, pretty gross. I do, I know that I bring this up every time, but I want to talk about the accents for a second. Because they're all over the place. Um, your boy. Your boy Ewan McGregor. (laughs) Why is he French? Why is he French? Was he married to a French woman for years? How can he not do a fucking French accent? It's a bad French accent. Ian McKellen is doing an English accent. He's... He's just keeping his English accent. Yeah. Why does Ewan McGregor let have to do... Let him be Scottish. He's Scottish, Let him he? keep his... Yes, let he's Lum- Scottish. I know Lumiere traditionally is French. Right. But listen. But they're all supposed to be French. Right. And Kevin Klein is just an American. <laughs> I love Kevin Klein. He was really great. I love Kevin Klein. He's really great. Um, and he's great as Maurice. But yeah, it's like, listen, if we're just going to say fuck accents... Yeah. Let Ewan McGregor be Scottish. Scottish. Why, why on earth were they like, no, you have to be French? Well, and so I watched him on the Graham Norton show talk about this, and apparently, like, he did a French accent, and they were basically like, it's not French enough, and he's like, but, like, I, because I have a French wife, this right. is how I know talk. what a French accent is. And so they wanted it more, like, cartoony, more, oh, and it was it just was, distracting. It was distracting, and I didn't I notice like, it again when I first watching. My man, Ewan McGregor, that is a it rough was accent. Crazy. It was so bad. Uh, It makes me feel a lot better, actually, that he was asked to do that, because I was just like... I believe he was directed. Directed. No, more French. 
This is also... More Inspector Clouseau, please. Oh, God, it was bad. This is also, just to point out, our second film with Ewan McGregor in it. Oh, (laughs) only our second? Well, I mean, there's... He doesn't sing in that many movies, actually. He sure has a lovely voice. We should do Velvet Goldmine. It's uh, a musical, mostly. Well, it is mostly musicals. Um, and also, uh, Gaston is French, but he doesn't know what je ne sais quoi means. Right? Yes, that's a problem. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's I just get, like, what? And I get we're in a fairy world, but it's like, bruh. There were just some things France, where I was just like, you're already going yeah. crazy with the accents. You clearly don't care. Great. I'm on board for it. But like, we still exist in oh, a world so where... it doesn't have to be set in France. It does not. It can be set, you can just not know where it's set. Right. But it's, this one is clearly set in France. It is. They well, go, and, they, and they reference Paris. And, right, they go to Paris well, for a get, second. Which you just, I don't think you needed that. You got more Ooh. magic, which was interesting, but you didn't get more rules of how magic works in that world. No. And you get this little side In fact, you get Paris. less. <laughs> right, you get, it becomes less clear. They show you more magic without giving you any more rules. Right, and then you're like, well, how the fuck does this work? Yeah, how does that book work? Right. I mean, I want a movie all about that book. Yeah, I mean, that book sounds awesome. And yes, it does. So he's bitching about how that book is a curse. It's like, that book you is not a curse. You can go to the Louvre by yourself. Like, right. you're still alone, but you were alone anyway. And you're alone, like, in a rich-ass old castle. Right. The point is, there Boo are worse fucking who. You can be married to Gaston. Right. I, I'd rather be alone in a beast castle than yeah. married to fucking Gaston. That fucker. I did like that they brought in for this version that he's going to, the dad, Maurice, is going to bring her back a rose. Because yeah. that's not in the animated version. Yeah. And I like, and I saw that that was in one of the original fairy yeah. tales. And I like that they brought well, that back that, in. Well, that's in the de Beaumont version. Right. Is he, uh, when he goes. She doesn't want anything. She only wants a rose. Yes. Like his, her sisters ask for all of these right. riches and she only wants a rose. And so he takes one and. I do Powell's think. no. I do think the story is a little better without the sisters because you're not making this comparison. And and you just don't, if you're trying to make this as like a movie, you just don't need them. You don't need them. You don't need them. Yeah. You have, I think what takes the place of the sisters are those three women in the shop during the Belle's a Weirdo song. Uh Uh-huh. When they're just like, oh, it's true her name means beauty. Right. Which is rather odd. Uh-huh. I, think, I think those bitches take the place of... Kind of. They're the, like, the foil steps, yeah. stepsisters kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, because they're, they're obsessed with, you know, cloth and dresses. Right. And for whatever reason, they get a big-ass boner for Gaston. I don't, I don't get it. I don't understand it either. But... Although I do love that song, the no one, whatever, like, I mean, it's so fucking yeah, catchy. Yeah, it's a really great song. And it's, they it's, do it well in that yeah. movie, too. I was about to say something, I realized I'm just cutting parts of Belle's story, but this movie is not really about her. No. Like, I don't really think we need the scene with her teaching that little girl how to read while she's trying to do her laundry. It's just, I think it's pandering. I think it's yeah. feminist pandering. I do, and it didn't, it didn't advance the story, and it didn't, this movie was not really about Belle. Not at all. It is about the Beast and his journey, and, and she's a part of it. continues to become more about him. Yeah. All of her backstory doesn't matter. She's not a super developed character. She's not at all. She stays the same. Uh, the things we learn about her past don't inform us. With we, we, we don't get any new information. Was dead. 
Great. We already knew. Knowing she died of the plague doesn't, doesn't matter. Right. It doesn't add anything. Knowing that her dad had to leave her mom in Paris to save her from the plague doesn't uh, it matter. Doesn't, it, doesn't. it doesn't matter. And that bums me out because I would fucking love it if this movie were about Belle and her story. Sure. It's not or the relationship between her and her dad yeah. like having to flee paris because of the right. plague and then right. having to find a new home in this crazy right. provincial town great tell I, me I, that story I, I would like to know that backstory yeah but instead all we know is that she's independent ish you know uh likes to read and like that's has it. a dead mom has a dead mom which that is the most dangerous thing to be in Disney in a Disney world as a fucking mother. It's true. You're gonna get dead. Oh, for you're sure. gonna get dead. For sure. Which I have an issue with. Oh, why couldn't they make it the mom that was alive and Maurice who was dead? Mm-hmm. And again, people are like, oh, well, it wouldn't be accurate at the time. No, this is a fucking fairy tale of the right. magical beast. Okay. There's you a version called Beastly and yeah. another version called Beautician and the Beast. Right. You can do it however you want. Or, this this is also my main critique of fantasy that doesn't include people of color or LGBTQ people. Right. Like, well, at the time, no, you're reading a story that has dragons in right. it, motherfuckers. You can do it however you want. Gay people actually exist. People of color actually exist. Dragons right. don't. You can do it however you want. You can fucking want. add anything. Uh, I also think that, like, her whole plan to escape is also just like, oh, no, I'm really, I'm mm-hmm. an independent woman. Yeah. I'm gonna escape. I didn't mind that as much because I feel like, okay, that is a little more plausible because she's it like, at I'm least, fuck out of here. It at least gives her a reason for taking his place. Yeah. Because taking his place is crazy. It is. It's crazy. I mean, it I is. get that she wants to save her dad and yada yada, but it's crazy. But, like, if you looked at it from a purely logical standpoint with no emotion, yeah. he's old and gonna die soon anyway. She's right. young and has the rest of her life to live. I'm just saying. And he's Kevin Klein. He's, like, 40 years yeah. older than her. Yes. <laughs> And so if her plan is, okay, I'll take your place, then I'll escape and we'll both be free, okay, sure. that makes sense. Sure. You're not just like, and it takes out some of the, I think, like... Just dutiful daughter. Yes. Um, yes. The yeah. family, duty to the family above self. It's self-sacrifice. Yes. Because yes. in the Beaumonts and, and in, um, whatchamacallit, in the animated version, you get the self-sacrifice where beauty, belle, whatever, is expected to sacrifice herself for her family. Yes. Because, really, when those women were getting married off to those nasty old women... Oh, yeah, that's, that's it all was. it was. And they didn't have a choice. Right. But I kind of think that maybe... It does give her a little more... A little more choice. Right. And I think that, that maybe, you know, if these women could convince themselves it was their idea and it was a self-sacrifice, it wasn't as hard to take... As my family is sure. sacrificing me to this nasty old fucker. I'm sure that's a much easier pill to swallow. Yeah. That it's something that you're doing for your family and the good of your Although home. Although one, one must wonder, you know, you marry an old guy, what's to stop you from just smothering him in the middle of the night? I don't doubt that that happened. I think Henry VIII's sister may have done that. I don't think it's conclusive, but I'm pretty sure she killed her old ass, was it a Portuguese husband that mm. she had? I mean, that's how they do it in the Tudors, right? Yeah, that's how they do it in the Tudors. I'm not taking that as fact. 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 But I'm taking that a little bit as fact. (laughs) My research, watching the Tudors, has shown me... Extensive research. That Margaret banged banged Brandon on a boat and uh, killed her husband. It's fact. But I'm just... I'm just That's right. I forgot that they... Because widows have more agency. Oh, because it's uh, freaking Henry Cavill on the boat. Right, right, right. I mean... Superman... I would do it. Yeah, um, <laughs> he is 
ridiculous. He's never going to hear this, so it's okay. He's a beautiful man, but he seems like kind of an asshole and kind of like a dumb man. I was, I don't know about asshole. I agree with you about dumb. <laughs> <laughs> he could be a sweet dumb, but I think he I mean, but he's he's gorgeous. Oh god. He's a beautiful man. It's ridiculous. Well done, Henry. I suppose. I don't know. It's yeah. Um so also something I noticed in this version and there's some aggressive touching <laughs> like between <laughs> between all sorts of people. <laughs> Uh, at one point, Gaston pulls on uh on oh, Belle's dress. Oh, yes, it's so weird. It was real. So I mean, weird. it was effective. It made me feel extremely yes. uncomfortable. Uh, then and he's there was like, he's like all up into her door, yeah. and she's just like, Meh. yeah. Like, uh, there was also. I mean, these other ones are more just maybe I was being too sensitive, but uh, at one point, Belle is like. Resting her hands on her dad's knee and like oh that was weird <laughs> it was real weird because it's like I've never touched my father like well, that and I'm about to say something that's uncomfortable but her face was too close to his junk yeah and I would you... never want my face to be that close no. to my dad's junk just my dad's like to any bottom half right in general <laughs> no thank you I don't need it oh yeah uh, you're right i forgot about that and then there was also at one point where lumiere and what is the bird's name the bird feather plumet. duster plumet they're like making out as bird and yeah, candelabra <laughs> and i was just like i don't know how i feel about this oh speaking of animal abuse uh i had an Ooh. issue so <laughs> i like him <laughs> Bird feather duster equated to animal abuse. <laughs> go so, on, go on. basically, a very overlooked character who needs recognition for being the fucking best. Philippe! The horse? Yes. So, Philippe carries Maurice to safety, gets spooked, runs he has a rough time. all the way to the village, and then Belle gets on him and makes him go back? He has a wolf standing on his back at one point. Yeah. <laughs> But it's like, girlfriend, let Philippe rest. Yeah. You pick go, a different horse. Go borrow Gaston's war horse. Seriously. Because honestly, Philippe did his best, but a war horse would kill those horses. I'm sure. So, like, and Gaston wants to bone you, so he'll, like, fucking give you whatever. Well, in my other comments, Or steal it. Or just steal his horse. That's also fine. My other thought about the horse is, like, Beast, you're trying to keep this woman in this castle. Yeah. Maybe don't just leave her horse readily accessible where she can ride away. She never tried to get down there. She does the first time, though. Yeah, 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 but she didn't didn't work. (laughs) I know, but... (laughs) Like... But what is he gonna do with Philippe? He could, like, put him out to pasture, just like... To the wolves? I don't know. He's gonna have... It's not a good way to get Philippe back. I feel like maybe the beast could just talk to the wolves and... Or not Philippe. (laughs) The beast... Wolves are gonna make really great friends. But, but obviously, the wolves and the beast have some That's animosity true. there. That's true. They have a turf war going. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> the beast is just out there peeing on all their <laughs> shit. <laughs> it was my turf war, bitches. It was my ice castle. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh, um, I know I'm kind of going all over the place, but speaking of Gaston's war horse. Okay. I gotta talk about Gaston's red coat. This is coat. our horse section. You're good. Well, I'm just transitioning very clumsily. I fucking love Gaston's red coat. Oh, yeah. It's great. Amazing. The costumes were really good, and I thought that that 
it was kind of an homage to the animated version. Yeah, for but sure. But really, it was really nicely done. They yeah. brought them to life in a really yeah. nice way, I thought, for all of the costumes. I, I just like a jacket. I like yeah. a nice jacket. I like a nice long, fit him tailored great. jacket. It fit I'm, him great. But I wanted to wear it myself. <laughs> I'm like, I want that red jacket. Yeah. I don't know what I'm going to do really with good. it, but I am a huge fan it of this. It was very nice. That, that lapel was, yeah. it was really great. Yeah. yeah, I just really liked all the costumes. Even Maurice's, like, when he comes back... When he comes back, he looked great. Well, I think his whole point was, I better look nice, because yeah. people think I'm fucking weird, right. and they're... And, like, his hair was me. tied back yes. and stuff. Yeah, He looked for very sure. respectable. Yeah. Because he is about to accuse Captain Gaston. I am not clear if Gaston is a first or a last name. Uh, <laughs> That's a great question. I assume it's a last name. I don't know. I would assume it's a last name. Now that song is stuck in my head. Which one? The Gaston song. Oh. <laughs> no one drinks yeah. like Gaston. No, 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 I fucking read, I had, there was a parody of that, and it was like, uh, I think it was like a feminist parody, or like a dancing Dude. parody, and it was fucking hilarious. Great. It also was terrifying, though, that he might be a captain in the military, because I just don't see him being, like, strategic. It yeah, it's, uh, I don't think it would go well, but maybe, maybe he just has a military mind and nothing, there's nothing left. <laughs> I don't believe that. I just, because if he, oh, you know what? Okay. Actually, I think he's like the Donald Trump of that village because he manages to rile a mob up into oh, yeah. a fucking sure. frenzy for and sure. lead them on a chase that's basically fake news, based on fake news. And, For sure. and Trump supporters, get ready to fucking at me, you bitches. Trump supporters believe in science as much as Gaston believes in science. Right. They have the same the same belief and knowledge when it comes to the sciences. I want to jump back because we haven't talked about Belle and the Beast interactions almost at all yet we have we said they were gonna maybe thing sure but i think we should at least mention that this is a stockholm situation 100%. like so, she so one of my questions for you yeah is true love ever possible with that big of a power differential no especially not when you have kidnapped <laughs> the person they straight up he straight up kidnaps her i mean imprisons her i but still, I don't think you have to physically take... I think you only have to lock someone in a place they don't want to be locked up for yeah. it to be kidnapped. I would probably agree with that. I, I think, think that's uh, the legal definition of kidnap. I've watched a lot of White Collar, and I believe that to be correct. Uh, and then he... So she escapes. He saves her from the wolves. But takes her back. But takes her back. And right, then she's just like... She takes him back to the castle. So right, right. Because he's injured, sure. Yeah. But, okay, so that's my first problem, is that's your time to run, girl! Right. He's injured! He's a goddamn beast! You're in danger, girl! What do you mean? Like, okay, great, he came to save you? That does not forgive him kidnapping you first. Well, and remember how he was gonna kill your dad? And he only saved you so he could bring you back and kidnap you again! Right, like, if you were gonna... And here's here's the thing, had the story been about Belle, I think we would have been... She would have, like, nudged him with her toe and been like, you okay? And then hopped okay, on the leaf and been like, peace! Here, I'm going to Paris. Yeah! 
I have shit to do yeah. that isn't here. Yes. That was really, like, when... I think that was maybe my real turnaround on this movie, when I was like, oh, she should just bail now. She should. Why is she going back? Or, even if she wanted to be nice, fine, bring him back to the gates of his castle. Sure. So, and then so, leave. So the wolves can't get him. Yeah. And then Let Lumiere deal with it. Out. Yeah. I, that at was... this point, he hasn't shown himself to be, like... She has no idea why he's saving her. Right. He's all she, for all she knows. He's just saving her to, her again. to put her back and, and, this and punish pre, her for yeah, running for away. Sense. And this is like pre like them getting to know each other. Great. They have no interaction yeah. at all except him screaming at her. Right. So she has no reason to take him to go to that level. She could have like dropped him at the gates. The wolves couldn't get him, and then been like, "See ya. Wouldn't want to be ya." Right. And she doesn't because she has Stockholm Syndrome. And then her part of her turnaround is Mrs. Potts explaining that yeah. his mom died I and that his dad... a huge issue yes. with this. Where she takes... Some, where she, the she blames the herself. Blame, takes the blames. That's a word. <laughs> uh, no, I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You were yeah. a fucking servant. You were employed here. If you tried to intercede, you would have been fired or worse. Right. Well, and that was something else that I, like, the... we did nothing. What? The, the loyalty that his staff has... Makes no doesn't sense. ...doesn't make any sense. It's not like he was a benevolent, great... Great. I mean, even if they knew him as a kid, he turned out to be a real fucking dick. Right. Like, you might remember the kid he was, but you've been dealing with the adult he is. Generally, good people don't get cursed by non-evil enchantresses. Right. Yeah. I, I was really... And that it, bugged me. That bugged me so much. Yeah. It, because what it did too is it absolved the beast of any all type of, of responsibility. All of his or actions. You just put him on his dad. Yeah. Nothing is his or fault. Or the servant anymore. because we didn't stop him. Right. You were fucking servants. Right. He would it have fired you. It is not your job. It no. is not your job to raise that child. It's not. Unless you were actually the person who was there to raise right. him. Right. And I don't think that's what Mrs. Potts' function was. No. She was a housekeeper, I think. Uh, yeah. That w- and that's where we're supposed to start feeling sorry for the beast. And it's like, and ah. where we're supposed to be on the same side as Belle, like, oh yeah, this totally makes sense that you can yeah. fall in love with him now. Yeah. I also was very confused as why he gets to the library. Well, I th- that made a, a little more sense reversal. because, well, I think I think at that point he had started to like her, and she was so clearly in love with it, and he didn't even. The impression I got was that he didn't even realize how special it he was until she. It. Sure. Yeah, and then he was like, "Oh, she really likes this. I don't really care about her it." Eyes. And he was just like, "Well, no, I don't even think it was that." He was just like, "I don't really care about this. She really likes it. If you want, you can have it." Yeah. In order to have it, you have to stay at the fucking castle. So right. it also was just like another right. ploy to get her to stay. Right. Um. One thing that I forgot to mention while we were talking about. Uh, Philippe. No. <laughs> the trip to Paris. So they lived in a fucking windmill? I guess so. That's weird. I guess so. I think it is weird. Uh, it's not usually where one lives. Uh, oh, at one point when she, when they're in like the ice garden or whatever, yeah. and she is trying to get Philippe and the Beast to be friends. That's funny. I was really, cons- I didn't remember how that scene went exactly, and I was really concerned he was going to try and get on the horse. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, like oh no! Please don't. don't! Don't get on, please. He can't take it. He, that. he cannot take it. He has been ridden too hard. Philippe deserves fucking retirement now. <laughs> like, do not try and ride Philippe. 
Especially mm-hmm. in the animated version, Philippe is like a big draft horse. Right, he's huge. Yeah, and in this version, he's just like a large warm blood. <laughs> like he's not, he's not a big old draft horse. And also, that snowball to her face would have fucking killed her. He takes like a bowling ball yes! sized snowball <laughs> and throws it at her face. Or at the very least, it would have broken her nose. Yeah, she Blood would not would have, been... have been pleased. No. At the, like, Matt hit me with a snowball once, and I, we were with friends, and I, like, it stunned, like, yeah. I was so startled, and then, like, that involuntary crying where you're just oh, like, oh, I'm God. startled, and I was like, I can't be around people anymore. <laughs> you fucking hit me with a snowball, you dick. I was so pissed. Did he hit you in the face? It accidentally oh. ended up hitting me, like, Partially in the face. That would be jarring. <laughs> very startling. To get a bowling ball yeah. size amount of snow in the face. Oh, oh my god, that would be so jarring. Yeah. That would be incredibly jarring. So I, I kind of like that the Enchantress comes back at the end. And I did kind like of, that, kind yeah. of like undoes her own shit. Like she's like verified, like okay, yeah. this guy's no longer that big of right. a dick. So I guess we can yes, just yeah. reverse this rose shit that's happening i get i mean i liked that she came back i didn't i don't know like at this point i was just like oh this movie uh <laughs> another another non sequitur i've got a lot what do you got? got a lot of them where is the madhouse that they're going to take maurice to that village is tiny i know i don't know they act like they've got like infrastructure in this place right. and I... they clearly don't so something i had a question about is they don't leave because, they don't leave Paris because she's a weird girl and it can't, like, be around Parisians. They leave because her mom is dying. Yes. The whole story he's told her is a lie. What was the, what, what he tells her that they have to leave because they can't be there because uh, she, her mother was teased in Paris and... How yeah. did I miss all of this? Uh, and she was so different, and I'm, he knew that she would be different like her mother. I must and have been, I must have been like, getting a soda yeah. during this party. <laughs> yeah, but they or don't. Food. They leave because of the plague. Um, well. And isn't that a worse thing to tell her? Yeah. I don't understand also because, because why... Because, like, hey, there's a plague, we had to move. It's better than, you're so weird, and your mom's right. so weird. Right. That we couldn't be in We Paris. couldn't live there because you would have been tortured. And also, you're sort of tortured here. Yeah. Yeah, I don't get why her dying of the plague had to be a scene. I mean, I get that he feels bad that they had to leave her yeah. while she was still alive, but I don't think that that's such a... I feel like that's a really understandable situation. Yeah, I think so. I didn't understand that. Um, I think this story, in general, is more digestible as a cartoon. Yes. Because seeing because Emma, you're not watching real people yeah, act it out. Seeing Emma Watson trying to hit on uh, Beast Dan Stevens was yeah, it was rough, uncomfortable. It was very uncomfortable, and I was like, I don't. And like she's where like this is going. gazing longingly at him in some scenes, and it but was just. And what's weird though is again, he's too close to human looking. Right. So his torso, like his chest and his arms, are fucking jacked to shit. Right. And you're like, well, we've been conditioned to find that attractive. Sure. So. What the fuck is going on here? Yeah. I didn't. It made me very uncomfortable. I also, in this version, the song that he sings I when she leaves. Song. 
I fucking hate it's that song. It's super creepy. It, it's in his, and it's in his weird, like, cgi voice. Yeah. I know that's not what it's called when you it's, do that to it's sound, a sound. It's a distorted voice, yeah, though. Yeah, it's with his, like, very deep, uh-huh. like, and it's like, no, stop. His whole voice was weird. a little weird. I mean, I understand that they didn't want him to just sound like Dan Stevens, but it was a little but distracting. But that would have been a choice. It would have been a choice. Um... This is, I think this is a good time to go into favorite songs, least favorite songs. Least mm. favorite song, that fucking song. That song is like, no, thank you. Yeah, that song, I mean, it just, I wrote down, he's a stalker. Yeah, he is. Because he's just Creepy. watching her. Yeah. And like, she's not here, but I'll always be looking at her. I'll always be feeling her. That's it was weird. just weird. It was really weird. Now, favorite songs. I love Be Our Guest and Days in the Sun. Uh, I think, oh man, I think Be Our Guest has to be my favorite. It's so good. It's great. It's better in the animated version, It's though. definitely be- better in the animated version. I thought that this movie relies too heavily on the 3D, and mm-hmm. especially in that scene. I agree. Um. I absolutely agree. Because you can tell what scenes were 3D. Definitely. That gold coming down yep, from her, the ceiling in her bedroom. It's all 3D. Um. My least favorite song, I didn't love, oh man, it might be that Dan Stevens song. It's weird. It's weird. And then close behind it is something there that wasn't there before. Oh, yes. Because Uh, it's weird, because that's when you watch them, that's when you watch Emma Watson contemplate fucking a beast. Right. And I'm not into that. And the something that is there... It shouldn't be there. No. Because he kidnapped her. Right. That's, it doesn't, like, the change, oh man, what did I write down? I may have put it in my phone. Because I was like, uh, the sudden change? Yeah. The, or, fuck, it's just man, I wish I could, Right, right, man, let me. Like, that's not, that's, you're right, that's shit that shouldn't be there. Right. Oh man. Because it's super creepy. And Emma Watson has a nice singing voice. Um, I like her, I like the Bell song also in the beginning. Yeah, the Bell song is nice. I, yeah. But all of her songs, I mean, the woman who sings them in the animated version it's is so just so better. good. So it's tough to compare. And even the woman who sings it on Broadway, so I've, I've, yes. heard, I've heard the Broadway songs, uh, the recordings of them, and she's very well, good. She's Meg from Hercules. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Um, yeah. It's tough. I mean, Emma Watson is not that kind of singer, and, and so thing. it's tough. You know, when you decide to cast movie stars in musicals and not like Broadway actors or right. Broadway, right? And they can. And I just, I don't believe that that talent wouldn't transfer. I think right. if you can go on Broadway and perform a Broadway show, you can be in a movie. Right. Maybe not everybody, but I feel like if you're gonna do this and you're gonna make a musical. Get good people. Get people right. who can sing and who can dance. Right. La La Land, I'm looking at you. Fucking hate right. that movie. Well, and, I mean, I know that uh, Emma Rossum has problems to... because she's so young, but she could fucking her, sing right. her ass off. Yes, she She can. sounds great in that movie. She's amazing. Um, so it can be done. And that movie we're referencing is Phantom of the Opera. Obviously. Uh, yeah, I, I think that they could... I mean, dance... They were already distorting Dan Stevens' singing so much that I don't know if it mattered as much. Yeah. Hers, it's good. She has a lovely singing voice. It just doesn't have the same power behind it. No. That you want from this kind of musical. Right. That you want from a big production. Right. 
Um, especially when you have actual Broadway singers in the movie yeah. as well. Yes. And then you're getting that power and that fullness Audra, Audra to their McDon- voices. That, that's why I like Days in the Sun because Audra McDonald oh, yeah, is yeah. in it. And it's just like she shuts everyone the fuck down. Right. Yeah. It's beautiful. Um, oh, I also, when she goes back to town and is like, hey, everybody, look at this beast. He actually does exist. Like, what the fuck was she thinking? She's lucky yeah. she didn't get drowned in the river as a yes. witch. Like, yes. uh, But yeah, because Gaston's already like, what sorcery is this? She definitely would have been drowned as a witch. Well, in that, I was also confused why they don't, why they believe her. Yes. Like, why her holding up this fantastical mirror and they're just like. The thing is, Gas- yes. Gaston believes her. I and guess. He, gets he just everybody. wants to believe her. Well, or he just wants to go kill something. And right. uh, he gets everyone else whipped up into a frenzy. Right. He is very, he was very good at, like, get, getting that mob into, like, a murderous rage. That's true. Which he does very effectively. Um, well, and then, so, okay. So part of the song, or part of, one of the lines in that song when he's, like, building yeah. them into a fervor is, screw your courage to the sticking place. Yes. And I don't know what that means. Do you it's know a what phrase. the sticking so, place is? I don't know specifically where it's located. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it is, that uh, turn is a left phrase, the right? But that is a phrase, and it is somewhere. It's in another, except for this. It's in another uh, musical, and I can't fucking think of what it might be. Sticking place. Uh, I also enjoyed at the end when they're fighting uh, that they acknowledge Emma Thompson being way too old. Yeah. <laughs> Chip as a child. That was funny. That was funny. I mean, I would cast her in any Anything. role. Yes, I love Emma Thompson. No She's matter amazing. what. So I could understand yeah. why they cast Emma Thompson. Uh, but I was, I liked that they like, put a little Ew. joke in it. Yeah, we know. We know. Yeah. <laughs> we get back. it. Okay. Uh, and I also. <laughs> Yourself laugh. I am because <laughs> they said they missed out on an opportunity for a naked dance team. <laughs> <laughs> they did when he transformed yeah. naked. I wouldn't have minded that. Well, and like those clothes were not on the beast. Where they did they come from? Right. Uh, and his hair at the end. Oh my god! <laughs> I had a note about that, and it was just Dan's hair. Sadness. Oh my god! And here's the thing. Right, we've seen a Dan Stevens with a longer lock. Sure. Night at the Museum when he played a Lancelot? Yeah. Something something like that. Something like that. And was his hair perfect? No. No. Was it better than that? Yes. Just something about the longness and the straightness and the fullness. (laughs) (laughs) It was was a bottom-heavy haircut. Yes, yes it was. It didn't have any bounce or lightness. No, no, it really um, did not. It also didn't need to be that long. No, it, it been, didn't. It could have been like a shaggy... Right, even in the cartoon, it's like a so shag. I have, I have... I hate myself that I can't think of a better fucking example, but have you seen, like, David Bedore's current hair? Because <laughs> it could have been like that. I have not. Where it's like, I have not seen where, David where Bedore's like, current where it's hair. Like long, it's like longer. Sure. But uh, just have, like a little. Have you seen the show Merlin? No, no. Well, I have I'm not. shocked. You should. I know, I know. But anyway, the guy who plays Gawain 
his hair in that would be good. Let me try and find an example of something. Well, let's run through them. Let's run through them. Um, uh, like, I don't know how to explain this, where it didn't need to be a, a blunt bob. No, it really it didn't. It could have been, it like, really, just, with like, like, a, a longer on top. Band. Yeah. Just, like, a little, like, Tousled, like you were just a beast. Right. Like, have a little layering right. in there. Some, it didn't just come out flat. Like, that's not the hair you went into beast mode with. Right. Come on. It I was mean, bad. It, it was, was bad. It was distractingly bad. It was so... Because Dan Stevens is not a bad-looking guy. He's not. I am a big fan of Dan Stevens. Yeah. But... Even, even when he was, um... When he was Matthew, when he was, like, a yeah. little bit heavier... He looks good. He's he good. Could, he could carry it off. Yeah. He looks good with a nice trimmed kind of haircut. Yeah. But this was not good. It, I, I felt I felt my sexuality. <laughs> no. Just, just curling in yeah. on itself. Just like locking the doors. <laughs> just, it's like, it's not like, open. It's like an iron, mm-hmm. like, the, the drop. It's like your moat gate. Up, yeah. The moat gate came down. <laughs> I was like, you know, that hair is awful. <laughs> not going to happen. Shut it down. Not uh, happen. I also was extremely uncomfortable when they were dancing, and she's like, "Oh, have you ever thought of a beard?" Yes. Like, okay. oh, you want him to go back? Right. Oh yeah. No, right. I fell in love with that beast. So you're just who like, was, who was like two feet taller than you and extra jacked? Um. So I don't know what to tell you now. Yeah. One of the funniest things I've ever seen is when you showed me that picture of what it was like filming. Oh my god! With Dan Stevens on like the stilts uh-huh. and like in the that full suit, suit with yeah. all the little bobbles on the suit. I think it when was, we it was like get a padded muscle suit, when we actually balls. release this episode we and get our Instagram yeah. up and running, we have got to put that up. I agree. Uh, what else did I have? So in the in the animated version. They refer to him as only being 21, which I thought yeah. was interesting. Um, I really just have more of the same kind of notes on the, the Disney version. Yeah, the, the Disney version is very similar. It's I very mean, similar, except that he she teaches him to read. Right, which I think makes less sense when she falls It makes less sense. It, it, because then she's really only attracted to him saving her. Right, which, it makes it more creepy. Yeah. And, and, and in the uh, live-action version, when she's reading to him, when he's like, asleep or whatever after getting attacked right. she is reading something that talks about falling in love with someone's mind right. and like falling in love with like basically your, when your mind's falling in love right. versus your body even though she totally wanted to bone him as a beast what how long do you think they spend together it can't be more than a couple weeks that's what I'm thinking it can't be yeah like at one point I thought because Maurice is only tied up so by the time Maurice gets back, it's a few days, maybe. Sure. Maurice gets tied up. Maybe he's tied up for a day or two, but he's sure. going to die eventually. Maybe he's at the Enchantresses yeah, for a like day a or two. Couple a couple weeks. of weeks. That's being generous. A That's being generous. A couple weeks. That is. Yeah. It's crazy. That's quick to fall in love with a beast. <laughs> yeah. It's bananas. Oh, the other thing. And the rate of those rose petals falling off. It does not yeah. match up. That was the biggest with, goddamn rose you've ever seen in your unless, life before. Unless it, as it nears its end, exponential, it speeds up. Like the petals shit sure. up. Maybe. Um, you listened to the Broadway version? I have. I didn't listen to it all the way through in order, but I have. I, so I thought that the home, there's a song called Home. Yes. Where she's actually talking about being kidnapped, which I thought was interesting, because I feel like in the, in the 
animated version, she doesn't really deal no. with the fact that she's kidnapped at all. And so that was at least a moment where she's like, fuck, I'm kidnapped. Like, this sucks. This sucks. Um, did you listen to the song Me? Mm-mm. I don't... I have a note that just says weirdly sexual, and I really? don't remember what that song is about. Uh, but that's my note on it. That is strange. I'm very curious now. Um, yeah. Okay. So yeah. We, we just listened to that song. Me. And it is rough. <laughs> well, it's just, I get what they're trying to do. Sure, they're trying it, to make him despicable. And it, and it, it is works. effective. Yeah. You it's, really get the full range of his misogyny. Really just saying, uh, be with me because I'm great and you don't really matter, so. And we can have a thousand sons. What would you do if their daughters, Gaston? <sighs> Actually, I don't want to know. I no, it's best not to dwell on it. I don't want to know. Uh, the, I think the, I mean, the play or the show, it was really good, but it does, they do the illiteracy thing. It's also very long. They add a bunch more songs. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, it's a live show, so you want it to be long. Uh, at least longer than, like, a Disney movie. I believe Hugh Jackman got his start as Gaston in Australia. Really? Oh, yeah. I would believe that. I think he would make a great Gaston, actually. I never got the chance to see it, obviously, but... Sure. That's, uh... So I kinda, you kind of forget that Hugh Jackman can do Broadway because Les Mis was so yeah. bad. That's true. But... The boy, or uh, his version of Oklahoma is so good. Oh, it. It's so good. Uh, I've never seen The Boy from Oz, but I've heard it's also amazing. Um, uh, oh, so the, my parting thought on the main movie is that the townspeople are, they've hated her this whole time because she's weird, and then she gets married to Dan Stevens, and they're all like, all right, you're okay well, now. Well, part of it is that she gets married to Dan Stevens because the curse is broken, and they remember their friends and family that were I get, I guess, enchanted in the castle. I, I did forget that, but they also hated her just because she was weird. Yeah, before. but maybe they're like, "Hey, you brought our family back to us. We don't hate I you guess, as much." I guess. Maybe they're open-minded. But would she even they get also, credit for that, or Gaston, would Dan Stevens? But Gaston is also dead and not rabble-rousing anymore. I guess. And you're right. Dan Stevens probably would get credit for that, unfortunately. It's just, it's not quite the same watching it when anymore. You, well, when you, I found when we analyze these movies with even the most modest analytical eye. It doesn't take much. It falls apart. It's tough. It's tough. I mean, yeah. We get a little bit of an arc with the beast because he does come around and he stops being sad and he's finally like, maybe I can live my life. I think but, the newest version has the most like fleshed out dynamic beast yes and they did that i think at the expense of bell i don't because they gave him more story time yes i i but i think her character just isn't set up to be could be it could be if someone took the time instead i think i think it you're correct when you say it's pandering it's like this boilerplate she's independent and sassy tm right Exactly. Um, and the way that this story is set up, I think it would have to have... Because if she was actually making independent choices, the beast would have been eaten by wolves. Right. Like, the beast would not exist anymore. Right. So for the story to exist where they fall in love, it cannot be a story about Belle. Yeah. Because it doesn't make any sense. 
because she wouldn't do it. Right. If you really examine what her motives are and what would be the most beneficial to her and all this, I mean, she wouldn't... She wouldn't make any of those choices. No. She might take the place of her father because she thinks she can escape. Yeah. But she's not going to go back and help him... No. She's going to bail. She's going to get out of there. at that point, she she's has been no tortured reason. tortured by him and up to that point. No, he's yelled at her. Right. He's, she has no reason to fucking stay, unless she's, right. like, interested in the magic in the castle, but we don't get that. Right. And she hasn't really been, I mean, apart from Which also, can, the we, dishes. Talk, can we talk about that? How are you not fucking fascinated by this magic? Right. How are you not trying to learn everything you can about this magic? They because do just the really... Fuck? accept it. Yes, like when Gaston just automatically knows how to use the mirror. Right. When he takes it and yeah. is like, show me this. Well, and it's like, how do you know how to do that? Maurice is terrified by yeah. Chip in the first yes. scene. And no one else has the no. proper reaction to the magic Although apart is, from that. It is funny when uh, Emma Watson picks up the brush and starts talking to it and they're like, that's just a brush. <laughs> yeah. That's just a brush girl. But the magic is confusing because yeah. like the ceiling is magic. There are no rules. Right. The the ceiling just becomes like plastic and goes all over her dress. Like, how are you supposed to know what works and right. what doesn't? I, because there are no rules, right. and that is a little chaotic for me. And I didn't understand adding the book because we only use the book it's to not, go to the plague it's scene. It's not necessary. And again, you don't learn anything more about her. You right. get a little backstory, but you already knew her mom was dead. Right. The Seeing the room where she died doesn't change anything. I, I think the only reason, the only reason that this might be beneficial is she looks at the beast and says, let's go home. And he's like, oh, you think of, like, this castle as home now. The prison I've right. brought you into as right. home. Your very fancy prison as home. <laughs> so that might be the only thing to kind, of to kind of establish that her thinking has shifted. I guess. But they could like fully embrace Stockholm. They could, like, go for a walk and get... I don't know. Well, I think the I think the reason it becomes significant is because they're so far away, and she's in a place that's very painful for her. Right. And she's like, I need she to get to out of here. She wants to find comfort yes. in the castle. Right. Sure. But that is a stretch. It is a stretch. That is... I don't think that's what they were going it for. It is... Yeah. It, it's I think, think come to my absolute fucking favorite part of every podcast. What would this shady bitch do? I have been trying to ponder this while we've been talking because... I think the beast would kill the phantom. Oh, you think so? Yep, I think the phantom's met his match. Interesting, because this castle is really just prime real estate for the phantom. I mean... He loves a place like this. Let me put it this way. If the beast doesn't kill him, only one person's walking out of that castle alive. Yes, yes. I think maybe... uh, Especially this version of the beast... Like, if it was the animated version of the beast, he just kind of angry and dumb. Yeah. But we do have a little more sophisticated beast in this one. Maybe he does maybe he does kill the phantom. Because I don't see I mean maybe they could be friendly. I don't think they can be friendly. I just don't see it. I don't and, and think Bell, Bell's not going to be like a prodigy for the phantom. I think he no. wants that fucking castle. And he goes, This is better than the opera popular. He definitely wants that castle. With all the magic shit in it. Definitely. No, the Phantom would sneak in there and just pull off all those petals yep. and then be like, bitch, this castle's mine! <laughs> yep, probably. And the or and the Beast maybe would catch him pulling the last ones off and then just, like, throw him out the window. 
Maybe, maybe. And then maybe the Phantom will live on in the East Wing. <laughs> I think that's appropriate. I mean, the I point is, I think this this would be a bloodbath. Oh yeah, I don't think that they can coexist in the same castle, and they both definitely want that and, castle. And, and because Belle can't sing, I think the Phantom would sacrifice her. Oh to no, piss. the Phantom is going after the wardrobe yeah. for sure. Yes, yes. <laughs> he wants Madame Garderobe. Uh huh. To start his new, and this is in France, so he doesn't have to go far. Right. Oh, yeah. It's just a hop and a skip for it him. Could be, it could be one of his safe houses. Oh, yeah. I didn't even think of that. Maybe he's just, like, lurking in the castle already. He's just, like, hanging out. Shit. Yeah. Chasing away like, potential Yeah, his suitors. vacation home. <laughs> Chasing just away waiting for that women. last petal to fall. Right? Who are, like, super into beast men. Maybe that's where he gets his, like cast off and ingenues he's just like kidnapping women as they come to the beast castle and then taking them back to paris and, and like, being like, like sing can, can you sing <laughs> and not back to the beast <laughs> or i guess not back to the season on yeah. that first to break yeah. uh off to new york for you yeah you can be in a free <laughs> i'll see you in a few years <laughs> yeah. when i'm ready for my opera, opera populaire the no. fan- was it the phantasma Carnival. yeah phantasma i think the beast and the phantom would have to have a showdown it would. It would be a bloodbath. And the Beast does have, for inexplicable reasons, a whole staff of inanimate objects on his side. He so d- I mean, he does. I... Maybe, he, maybe he might win out. Maybe he might win out. Yeah. I mean, and because we're so vague on what time period this is happening, I mean, this could be happening concurrently Absolutely. with... With Ab- Phantom. Absolutely. But yeah, I do think there's there's no there's no befriending uh, there's no allies here. No. It's all animosity. And I could see the Phantom just terrorizing the village as well. I do think he might like kidnap Maurice and make him like design stuff for his show. Yeah. Oh, I could see that. Yeah. Maurice might not mind that though. Yeah, Maybe give him a chance to express his talents. Like, yeah. I mean he'll be sad because Belle is dead. That's true. Crazy so, Maurice. So, may, so maybe the Phantom doesn't tell Maurice that he's the one that killed Belle. Yeah. By throwing her off one yeah. of his towers. This is what I'm imagining has happened. <laughs> the Phantom is just chucking people off towers. He's like, listen up, Beast. Give me what I want. And the Beast goes, never. And he goes, get the fuck out of here, Belle. Bye-bye. And then the Beast goes, no. And then the Phantom pulls the petals off. And did he need to kill Belle? No, he didn't. But he's a vindictive dick. It's true. It's true. And Phantom he really... takes many forms. Sometimes he's a vindictive asshole. He does not mind killing people he doesn't no. need. No. At all. There's no qualms. time and time again. Uh-huh. And he's got a disposable rat army at his beck and call. Right, so right. So the beast might have the inanimate objects. with them? Yes. All right, all like right. Like the pie oh. fucking piper of yeah. army rats. Uh, I don't know what made me think of this, but when Ian McKellen is no longer a Cogsworth. And he he's... wants to turn back into a clock. Yeah, his because wife. his wife. <laughs> that really. It made me sad. I was yeah. like, oh, okay. Wow. Like, really right. being with this woman is so much worse. So terrible that you have to turn back into a clock. Alright, so what movie or experience do you think should be a musical? Clueless. You said Clueless last time. No, I didn't. I, Did you write it down? I've been writing them down. Well, I really you said Clueless. No. Uh, or I said Clueless last time because you I may really have said Ratatouille. I one did of, say Ratatouille. Yeah, then I said Clueless. Oh, that's good. Fuck, now I gotta think of another one. Um, uh, well, I can go while you think. Yeah. 
please. I I mean, this has already been done in some respects, but I think Star Wars would make a great, oh. uh, like a, a star opera. Yes. Uh, yeah, I, I think it would be great. It. It's already... Like a rock opera. Dramatic. There's, you know, you could do a lot of ensembles. You could Good. do a lot of choreography. There's already, like, bar good. scenes oh, built yeah. in. I would be I think it's ripe. Super, I, I think be, it's ripe. I would be super into scenes. I'm super down. Like, it's already campy, so, like, you can yeah. really just work with it. There's costuming. It's great. I think it's ready. I'm a fan. I'm into it. I'm a fan. Maybe not the newer ones. I think maybe just the original. The, ori- the first yeah. three. What do you got? Apollo 13. Ooh! I want to see Apollo 13 in musical. A space... Ooh, two space, space musicals! Space musicals. Apollo 13. And that, that came off my list, too. That wasn't even, I didn't even, I must have subconsciously thought about space since we just talked about it. Uh-huh. But if they can do the fucking Titanic as a musical, yeah. they can do some I space I like shit. that. You can get some really, like, mournful solos. Yeah, it would be very, yeah, yeah. very like, drama-filled. It would be more of, like, a serious Oh, yeah. For musical, sure. Less, maybe less campy. Definitely. There could be some fun moments down at Mission Control. Right. Oh, yeah, like Mission yeah. Control, an ensemble Mission Control. Yes. Oh, yes. yeah. Oh, all the caught with the 19... 19- Especially when they're all happy at first, yes. like everybody's jazz, like yes. we're going to the moon. And what what year was Apollo 13? Was that in like That the it came 60s? out? Oh, yes, yeah, the 60s. So the costuming would be amazing, yeah. all 60s Or, I'm sorry, style. early 70s. Early, early 70s. 70s. Well, you could make it... Because JFK has killed 69. And then we don't make it to the moon until after that, I'm pretty sure. Or I definitely know but we they, don't make it they, to the moon. But they didn't make it to the moon. They orbited Right, them. but other people had already made it to the moon before uh, them. Apollo 13. Let's see, when did this happen? Because Neil Armstrong I'm, I'm just thinking of the... Oh, yeah, it was 1970. Yeah. So, um, they could still do 60s Oh, yeah, for sure. Ish. And they're full... It's like, we're at the very beginning of the 70s, yeah. which is still... Yeah, Very I, just, I could just see, like, some fucking awesome shit. Yeah, you get lots of, like, avocados and, yeah, and weird like teals. Yeah. Speaking of space... Avocado the color, not the... I assumed. <laughs> I assumed. Speaking of space, I would want to see Hidden Figures as an musical. Ooh, I never saw that movie. I need to. I know. I know. It's I great. need to. I had it's meant so to, and good. I just never got around to it. I just never got around to it. But I want to see that as a musical. I think you could do the same type of thing because there's yeah. like the computer, like the computing pool, right? With all the all the women that are getting pulled for different jobs, you could do an awesome ensemble number. Yeah, there. and the costumes in that yeah. are great oh, too. Yeah, yeah. that would be amazing. for sure. And then you would have a fucking almost all black musical. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like it. I like it. I mean, you could do that. Those are good choices. You could do that with any musical, but this would be like, sure. Hey, this is about three black women. Let's cast black women. Like, I I guess it's kind of like that Diana Ross musical that I I would like to see, but I don't think it's coming to us anytime soon. Yeah, I don't think so. But I think that I think that cast is is mostly people of color. I would think. I think so. Uh, those are man. We really had some space choices tonight. I'm really intrigued about Apollo 13. I think that could be cool as shit. Just, like, some mournful, like, very little background music, just, like, a really great singer. I'm I'm thinking one of the astronaut wives. Ooh, I like that, too. husband might be dying out in space. One of the scenes that I thought, like, struck me in that movie as a child 
when she loses her wedding ring down the drain, yeah, I was just like, oh fuck, like she's super worried about her husband. Yeah. Like and I don't she's know, lost. It's a sign. Yeah, I don't yeah. know what it was about that scene, but even because that movie came out when we were kids, yes, I something about that scene, I was just like, oh shit, like she's super worried. Yeah, I think it could be amazing. Yeah, I think it would be. They could figure out the spaceship shit. Sure, sure. They did it once. They can do it again. They're doing fucking Frozen the musical. If they figured out how to do Olaf and Sven, they can figure out how to do a fucking spaceship. The final frontier. I think. (laughs) I believe you're right. (laughs) I mean, if we're going by Star Trek rules. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, I believe that's another one. Another one done. Oh, uh, real quick. Any final thoughts? OG fuckboy, definitely the beast. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. He's an asshole. Why does Hawaii Five O get a thousand fucking seasons? People love Hawaii Five O. I I have watched the first, like, five seasons. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say episodes. A hundred percent there. No. Five season. All right, hi everybody. One last thing before you go. First of all, thank you for listening. Second of all, if you want to reach us on any of our social media platforms, we are on Twitter at mostly underscore musicals. We are on Facebook and Instagram at mostly musicals podcasts. And uh, please follow us and rate us on iTunes. We also have a website, so check it out. It is mostlymusicalspodcast.com. Uh, normal spelling on everything. Okay, thanks. Bye. It sounds like I was leaving you. Answering machine message. Answering machine. Answering machine message. Uh, bye for real. Bye.